morning to the book of Colossians chapter 2. Same verse as last week, but a whole different emphasis. Colossians chapter 2. Colossians 2, 6 and 7. If you'll stand one more time, I won't ask you to stand again. Just stand for the reading of God's word. If you're there, say amen. If you're on the screen, say amen. You best have your Bibles. You can be on the screen, but have your Bibles. Colossians chapter 2, verse 6. And as you have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him rooted and built up in him and established in the faith as you have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. I want you to see that, abounding with thanksgiving. Before you're seated, Romans 1 says, because they, when they knew God, they glorified him not of God, neither were these people thankful, showing they were vain in their imaginations and their foolish heart was darkened. They professed themselves to be wise, but they were fools. They knew God, but they glorified him not as God. And how did they do that? By being unthankful. You may be seated this morning. I looked around and Thanksgiving was upon us and I haven't preached a Thanksgiving message, but I want to go a little different than that. I want to speak to you about uh, the, the verse abounding with Thanksgiving. Abounding. You can win a ball game, football game, 21 18, 19, but when you put up a 50-point lead on them, that's an abounding victory. You can be sweet or abounding with sweetness. You can be ugly or, I'm sorry, bless your heart, you know. But when the Lord puts in verses like this or phrases like this, it's for a reason to show you that he's not just speaking about thanksgiving, But by walking in Christ and with Christ, his expectation is for us to abound in thankfulness. Uh, I'm in the process of losing weight because my little girl, Isabel, scarred me the other day. I ate this real big meal and then I tried to accentuate it. I'm holding Olivia on one hand and Isabel on the other and I pushed my stomach out just as far as I could do it. And I went, hit daddy's tummy. Izzy goes, baby in it. I said, what'd you say? (laughs) Baby in it. So what she was telling me is, you don't just have a stomach. You have an abounding stomach. It it crossed the gap. So from that moment on, I began eating oatmeal and, you know, cereal. And I still love Isabel a whole lot. (laughs) First Thessalonians 5 says, in everything, give thanks. Not for everything, but in everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Quench not the spirit. Quench not the spirit follows. Be thankful in everything. Would your spouse describe you as someone that abounds with thanksgiving? Would your children say of you, my parent, my mom, my dad is very grateful. Guys, if you turn me down just a little bit, it's ringing up here. Would your best friend say of you that you are thankful? Do you abound with thankfulness? If not, then we are perpetually quenching 
the Spirit of God in our life. We're grieving the Lord. We're like that little kid at his birthday celebration that opens the last gift and turns to his mother and says, is that it? No, that ain't it. We ain't done, no. Oh, I'm sorry. We can't do that no more. I'm sorry. Let me pray and share with you for a few moments this morning. God, I just come before you this morning. I humble myself in my weakness and my frailties and my failures. I confess my sins and my shortcomings before you. And I just ask that you use me this morning, Lord, to preach your word with clarity and power. And if you can't use me this morning, Lord, use me in spite of myself, that your work and your kingdom work would be done. And I am so grateful, Lord, for my many blessings this morning, for my wife and my babies and my church and my friends and my health. I'm just the richest man I know, and I give you thanks for all these things, God, today and what you're going to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Thankfulness is a matter of perception. If we clearly appreciate what was done for us through Christ the Lord, like the woman in Luke 7 washing Jesus' feet with her hair, she was aware of him, and she was aware that he was Messiah, and he was going to die for her sins. Our lack of gratitude is often caused by spiritual dullness. We do not recognize the person of God, the person of Jesus Christ. That's why some of us struggle with worship because we do not even know how to approach God. We are not supposed to approach him unless we enter his gates with thanksgiving. First thing, out the gate. Of course we approach him through Jesus, but the first thing, the first thing is the gratitude that comes forth before we ever ask, before we ever praise, before we ever sing, before we ever uh, prostrate prostrate ourselves and, and sit, lay before him before anything. Said, but first thing, thank me. That's why when my sister said what she did, it was just a tweak of a couple words. It's, I'm looking for that. Give unto the Lord the glory, do his name. When Georgia Power says, pay your bill by December 18th, it means you've already used the power. Give unto Georgia Power the payment, the recognition of the service already provided. Enter to his gates with thanksgiving and then his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him. And what does that turn into? And bless his name. Why? Because the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. His truth endureth to all generations. Thankfulness is a matter of perception. If you daily acknowledge what is being done in you and for you and the things God has kept you from. If we recognize and practice the presence of God, we'll be thankful if we live from our position in him, our access to him, and the grace given by him, we are often unthankful because of spiritual dullness. We have forgotten what the Lord has given. We've forgotten what the Lord has provided. We have forgotten where he's brought us from. And we, we act as if this Christian life is just an effort to reach a certain standard of moral living. Gratitude flows from recognition and remembrance. Gratitude flows from recognition and remembrance. Aware of his faithfulness should cause thankfulness to flow from you like a river. It should cause you. It should be as natural as breathing. Have you ever been to the doctor 
and he asks you to cross your legs and he hits it with that little orange rust colored little rubber mallet and your leg does that. And he said, don't move your leg. Well, stop hitting my knee and I won't do my leg. Don't move your leg. And he hits in that right place. The reflex of a Christian that is healthy is gratitude. Every time we come into God's house, thank you, Lord. Every time we open the book, thank you, Lord. We walk in our home, thank you, Lord. We, we start our car, it should be the reflex. And what has happened is we've surrounded ourselves with so many unthankful people that we don't know anything's wrong with us. Remember that little song, count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your many blessings, see what God has done. How many old people remember that? Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your many blessings, see what God has done. I had the Holy, Whis- the Holy Spirit whisper to me, couple months ago, he said, you don't do that because if you did, you'd be utterly exhausted. You would be utterly exhausted if you wrote down on a sheet of paper and articulated gratitude for everything I've done from you, for you, and kept you from and brought you out of, you would be utterly exhausted. Thankfulness is a matter of perception. Number two, thankfulness is a matter of purpose. It's a matter of intention and will. Leviticus twenty two twenty nine. when Jesus was speaking to the Israelites, he said, when you offer a sacrifice of thanksgiving unto the Lord, offer it at your own will. This was revelational when, when I, I saw this in study. Thankfulness is not a fruit of the Holy Spirit. It is not the work of the Holy Spirit in your heart. It is not God's movement or God's effort. It is all choice. Thankfulness comes from the man. See, love doesn't come from me. That comes from the Holy Spirit, works its way through on the branches of my life. Love, joy, peace, patience. You don't pick patience. I'm going to be patient today if it kills me. And it kills you because you can't produce patience. Well, you can get by till that person that's on your last nerve comes in and then the patience is not there. So you have to draw patience from the Lord. It's the fruit of of being in connection with with Jesus. Love, joy, patience, kindness, gentleness, meekness, self-control. We depend upon the Holy Spirit for that, but God will never help you be thankful. It's a matter of intention and will. Thankfulness is not a matter of a healthy environment. Thankfulness is a matter of a healthy heart. This is, I will not be found among those that are ungrateful. Hebrews 13 says, by him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks. Thankful people are not made that way. Thankful people choose to be that way. Number three, thankfulness is a matter, a matter of pleasure. It's a matter of pleasure. Psalm 69 says, I will praise the name of God with a song and I'll magnify him with thanksgiving. This shall also, listen, please the Lord better than ox or bullock. The humble shall see this and be glad and your heart shall live that seek God. Notice, first of all, it brings pleasure to God. It says, and this shall please the Lord. You ever feel like sometimes you don't have a lot to offer? Feel, you know... I'll see this guy on TV with 30,000 people in his church and I'll go, uh, about that. Yeah, I'm 
been at it 20 years and you, you feel like your gifts, you wish you could do more and be better, more for the Lord. Anybody else, you feel that way? He tells us what the will of God is for our life and what he finds pleasure in. When I'm grateful to him, it literally causes, I, I, don't, I can't fathom it, but God delights in it. He says, watch, you, you can't give John nothing without him thanking you over and over. And I know you who are parents, when your child comes and thanks you for the third time, how it bothers you. Away, enough of that. You've already thanked me. Leave me alone. They say, Daddy, they get up on Christmas morning. One is just all in the gifts. And the other one, after every gift, comes and jumps in your lap and holds on to you and kisses you on the cheek. I love all my babies the same. Mm -mm. Mm. Yes. Listen, listen. But you don't enjoy them all the same. I've not impressed the Lord with my gifts. I've been preaching for 30 years and this is about as good as it gets. I've not impressed him with my efforts. I've not impressed him with my character. I've not impressed him. But I can bring him pleasure. I can be of such temperament that he could call the host of heaven around and says, Watch. When this comes John's way, watch what he does. He, in the congregation of the righteous, says, look at what the Lord has blessed me with. When he comes well and he comes out of sin, watch, watch. And you too, we, we bring pleasure to the Lord by choosing to do so. Some of us are waiting on God to tip the scales in our favor so we'll bless him. Ain't gonna do it. God will not give you a grateful heart. It brings pleasure to God when we're thankful. Number two, it brings pleasures to other, pleasure to others. It said, the humble shall see this and be glad. What does that mean? It said, people that watch your gratitude, that cup that overflows gets on them. David said, my cup runneth over. Well, who does that affect? I can prove it to you. If you're around grateful people, you go to lunch with grateful people, and they're like thanking the server, thank you so much. What a wonderful meal. You go, that was a good lunch. And you go to lunch with that one that gripes about everything. Why do they sit me in the back? Why do I always sit in the back? Oh, it's that server again. Mine's, that's, the salad's warm. Coffee's cold. It's too hot. The radio's too loud. You're like, check, please, please. Check, I'll buy everybody's if you'll let me leave. Why? Because their ungratitude poisons your spirit. But the Bible says when we're grateful that other people see it and are made glad by it. Your thankfulness not only pleases God, it pleases other people. And thirdly, listen, it brings pleasure to your soul. It says in this verse, the humble will see your gratitude and be glad and your heart shall live. That word live means to be sensitive to all form of pleasure. You will be glad Joy does indeed come from the Lord, but happiness comes from your own choice to be grateful. I was with two friends the other day. We're kind of like grumpier old men. There's three of us. I'm the youngest of the three, by the way. And we went and we're looking at some different business things and uh, properties and things like that. And then when we got done, I asked one of them, I said, would you just pray for us, us three, for wisdom? One of my buddies is praying about either staying here or relocating. And there were other things. I said, would you just pray for wisdom? And I want to give you my Christian word. This is what he said. And, and, and I paraphrase, but this was it. 
God, thank you for letting me get up this morning. And thank you that I was able to see my wife and that I'm able to eat my own food. And God, I'm thankful today for my home and my two friends that are with me. And Lord, I thank you for my many blessings and how good you've been to me and how you saved me from my sins. And God, thank you that I have an opportunity to to be in your will and to accomplish your will. And I just love you today. Amen. And I'm thinking, you didn't pray what I asked you to pray. You prayed what was in your heart. And what he was saying is, when I wake up and look around, I go, thank you, Lord. That man knows more grace than 10,000 preachers and theologians. Because in him is the heart, not childish, childlike, that goes, oh, God, look at what you've done for me. I took a... a Kelly always makes fun of my imitation of, of dialects and languages. I just do the best I can. But this guy was from England, and I took him to H&H. Y'all, anybody eating at H&H? Oh, man. When you, go, when you go to eat and everybody that's cooking, and don't be offended at me, it's 300 pounds, you know you're in business. You know this is going to be good. This ain't going to be no kiwi fruit on a toothpick. You're going to eat, you know, a cucumber sandwich. I'm like, what? Are you charging me for that? Anyway. So we walk into H&H, and he goes, what, what is that? And I was like, I'm short ribs. Mm-hmm. What's that? And I was fried okra. Okra, what's that? And we had cream corn and uh, just all oh, just kind of stuff. And uh, fat back. He'd never heard fat back. We got it all there. And I said, brother, you want to pray over our giving or our, over our meal? And he said, just like this, he goes, God, I'm just tickled about this whole mess. <laughs> Amen. Now, pause. If you were the Lord and you heard, the Heavenly Father, thank you for your love and blessings, help this food, nourish and body, body's kingdom service, in Jesus' name, amen. Or you heard, God, I'm just tickled about this whole mess. Amen. I wonder if other Christians have what we think we have. I wonder if we're living at a doctrinal level and not an experiential level. I wonder if you don't see God in things because you're ungrateful. It's like the little boy at Publix walked in and the doors go, he goes, thank you, Lord. He just sees him in everything. Thankfulness is a matter of pleasure. It's a matter of power. I don't have time to address all that I have, but... when Jesus was about to feed the 5,000, he commanded them to all be sit down in groups of 50. That took a long time. Leading people's like herding cats in the rain with a dog whistle at night. Anyway, it's a whole other sermon. And so he had them all sit down and he took a boy's lunch, five loaves and two fish. And the Bible said he blessed it and gave thanks for it. Time out. He was thankful For that which was not enough. And God's power hit that gratitude. And he multiplied the fish and loaves in his hand. And they ate till they were all full. I'm not saying thankfulness created the miracle. Jesus Christ, the son of God, anointed by the spirit, provided the miracle. But I'm telling you that before anything happened. Thank you, Lord. What would your life look like if you were thankful for that which was not enough? What would happen in your home? You can, punch, you can punch one little button on your uh, pi, uh, thermostat 
and change the entire temperature of your house. Two clicks up, it'll get hot. Two clicks down, it'll get cold. What would your life look like if you punched the right button? And said, God, I just want you to know that I have been ungrateful. And the reason that I'm powerless is I'm trying to find power under somebody's hand instead of finding power through connection and gratitude with the one that bought me and the one that provided for me. You don't find power in a three CD series. You don't find power in a book. You find power when you connect to the vine. And gratitude is the sap that flows back. We talk about what God flows in. What's flowing back? Grateful to the Lord. Thankfulness is a matter of the person. It is one of the truest indicators of spiritual health. Thankfulness is not a feeling. Gratitude feels. Thankfulness speaks. Unoffered thankfulness is only an opinion. And God didn't say, give me your opinions. He said, give me your thanks. In the same way, unthankfulness is an accurate expression of the true self of people. Unthankfulness is a symptom of blindness. Is there anything sadder than seeing people that do not know what they have? I know that I'm the richest man that I've ever met in my life, period. I'm not the best man I've ever met. I'm not the kindest person I've ever met. And I'm not the most selfless person I've ever met, but I am the richest man that I've ever met. And when you can't see what you have and all you see is what you don't have, your ingratitude points to a bigger issue. You're blind. Jesus said, I counsel of you to buy of me salve that I might anoint your eyes and heal you that you may see. See what you do have and offer God gratitude for it. Thankfulness is a symptom of immaturity. I'll tell you one of the things my little girls do. This parenting thing, y'all, y'all didn't give me no manuals or books or none of this with this. That these precious little children are children. The most manipulative thing I have is a sucker. You can get, you can, you can get the, uh, 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 a deck built by offering a sucker to my children. It's a sucker. And they'll go, sucker, like that. <laughs> And so mama says it's too much sugar and daddy is coming unraveled and reaching for cigarettes that he don't have. And so I just open suckers. I open suckers here. So I give Isabella a sucker and I give Olivia a sucker. And Olivia takes her time like a one. Two. Izzy's like, crunches it down. She eats it. And she'll hand me the stick and she'll say, sucker. And I, being rational... I'm trying to be, to, to, to speak in logical terms to a child. I just gave you a sucker. Wouldn't that be the logical thing to say? She falls out like you shot her in the head. <laughs> On the floor, convulsing, sucker! <laughs> and I'm still trying to reason. I'm like, didn't daddy just give you a sucker, baby? Didn't the stick, see the stick? There used to be a sucker on the stick. But she don't get it because she's a child. Oh, 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 oh. So we ask God for this and he says, not right now. And we fall out on the floor and he said, didn't I just give you? Oh, I hit something then, didn't I? Did, didn't I just heal you? Didn't I just restore? Didn't I just open the door? There's somebody in this room today. God opened the door for you that man could not open and you walked through it and you've forgotten. And we're falling out on the floor about an unmet request 
when the floor of our life is littered with those white sucker sticks. That is good. Get my own CD. Unthankfulness is a symptom of rebellion. I will not acknowledge you as my source. I will not acknowledge my many blessings. I will not live grateful. I will not be appreciative. I will. I will not be worshipful. I will not whisper my thanks, much less shout it out in the congregation of the righteous. I refuse to worship and offer you gratitude until I feel that you've done enough for me. And that is the height of rebellion. I will not be grateful. Unthankfulness is a symptom of last day apostasy. 2 Timothy 3, know this, that in the last days perilous times shall come. Men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful and unholy. And unthankfulness is the boldness to take God's best and act as if it was nothing. Unthankfulness is the boldness, the brazenness to take God's best and act as if it were nothing special or to act as if it were deserved. Please listen carefully to this statement. It is the silent thunder of our pride expressed in arrogance that we deserve better. Unthankfulness is the silent thunder of our pride expressed in arrogance that we deserve better. Thankfulness is like sweet perfume, while unthankfulness is the smell of infection, disease, decay, and death. If you ever spent any time on certain floors of a hospital or in a nursing home, you understand that no matter what disinfectant they put on it, it smells like disease. It smells like decay or death. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm not being crass. It's just, I see nurses in there, yet no matter what you put on it, you know what we do? We pour Christian music and ideologies and, and stories on top of our decay, and we wonder why we don't have the fragrance of Jesus Christ. We. This is something you don't have to wait on God to. You just decide to you just say, look, I, I'm still flawed in all these different areas, and I still have a long way to go, but I can do this one. I can stop myself and be thankful unto him and bless him. If God were to describe us today, would he say sweet perfume or decay? Thankfulness is a matter of record. Every act of thankfulness is noticed and recorded. And every act of ingratitude is noted and recorded. Do you remember the breaking of the alabaster box? Ben, if you would come here, where are you? Are you close by? Thank you. You remember that? When she broke it, listen to what Jesus said. I tell you the truth, wherever the good news is preached throughout the world, this woman's deed, her gratitude, her gift will be remembered and discussed. Then there were 10 lepers and Jesus approached them and spoke healing over all of them. And he said, go show yourself to the priest. He didn't speak healing. I'm sorry. He said, go show yourself to the priest. And while they were en route to the priest, still infected with leprosy, they were healed. And one came back. And you know what Jesus said? Give me just a moment to unpack this. It's almost the opposite of how he acted around everyone else. He'd heal someone. He said, don't tell nobody. Don't tell nobody. Don't tell nobody. Don't tell nobody. Don't, don't tell anybody. 
But when the one, one came back and he said, were there not 10 of you that I cleaned? Where are the nine? I can answer you. They took God's best and didn't even stop to be grateful. What would happen if you and I started opening our eyes to everything we have? We're aware of what we don't have. Some of us long for a mate. Some of us long for certain provision or certain healing. And there are voids and lacks in all of us. We can be grateful. And we're not talking about a Thanksgiving service or a Thanksgiving season. What we're going to do at the table this week is closer to gluttony than it is thankfulness. It's not about Thanksgiving. I love me some Thanksgiving. I love it. But do you know how close you are to an absolute revitalization of your mind, body, soul, and spirit? Where are the nine? Jesus, I can't answer for them. But I wanted to come back and tell you how grateful I am. And I am setting it as one of my goals this year. To be more grateful to the Lord and to others than I've ever been before. Those of you that are in the computer age and you don't remember pads and paper, you can write a thank you note that means more than like. Write them a note. I just wanted to tell you that you didn't have to take me in and give me a place to stay. And I wanted to thank you. Thankfulness just heals. It just heals. There's a story I've shared years ago, and I got time. I'll just share this with you and we'll go home. Because when I heard it, it's kind of like one of those chicken soup for the soul stories. It always makes you cry, you know. But this was a, this really happened. Heard a pastor tell this. He was in a small, small little church, 75, 80 people. And they were giving offerings. And he saw a little girl, like nine or 10 years old, sitting in the middle of the congregation looking at a wedding ring. Her mama had died that year. And it was her mama's ring. And when it came by, She put the ring in the plate. And one of the deacons saw what she did. She was really a poor little girl from a poor family. And the engagement ring was closer to just pawn shop copper than it was a ring. But it was her mother's. When he saw what happened, he told it to the pastor. And the pastor uh, went and found her and said, I want to tell you, we saw what you did today. And that was wonderful. That was wonderful. But this is going to mean more to you as an adult than it means today. And we want you to have this back. She said, no, no, I I, I, I wanted to give it. And he said, darling, you are going to really appreciate this more as your mother's ring. And if we try to sell it, we're not going to get anything for it. And I just think it would be better if you have it. And what she said is what I want to see happen in the hearts of the people that named Jesus Lord and Christ Chapel home. She said, I didn't give that ring to you. I gave it to Jesus for all he's done for me. And that little ring that you couldn't have got a dollar for made the angels bow their head and Christ at front and center radiate pleasure. It's not the size of the gift, baby. It's the gratitude. So with no hype, no fanfare, we made a commitment to pick our kids up in about six or seven minutes. Would you just stand in with your own hands and your own words 
no song, just offer the Lord. We're going to take these five, six minutes and we're going to count our blessings. Would you do that all over this sanctuary? And don't think them, say them. church family would you look this way right before we go home sometimes when I'm praying or just quiet before the Lord I just see little flashcards you know like a little mental image and I saw as if as it were Jesus talking to the one man and said where are the nine I saw somebody running back from the nine to make it eight to two instead of one to nine and someone in this room you said I was late coming but I just didn't want to be grouped with these people no more I want to be on this side. 
Katrina, will you pray for us this morning? I just feel like you're supposed to. Grief, come up with her. Now, don't pray what you think we want to hear. Just from your heart. I just feel like you're supposed to. Grief, I'll let you hold it for. And after this, we're dismissed. church I pray for the lives to be changed today Lord if they don't know you Lord draw them to you in Jesus name amen church family have a wonderful Lord's day Mike good to see you in car